Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> what's up? What's up, everybody? We back. Um, special Wednesday episode of the Big Obot Wrestling Podcast. We're doing some Wednesday, Wednesday magic today because we are hitting the road this weekend for... A little bit of wrestling in the Chicago area. Um, this is two champs here, along with the good man, the giant crab Jamal himself. Hello. Uh, make sure you check out his uh show yesterday where he interviewed Mike King of Nova Pro, the founder and promoter, uh, where he gets ready for the show this Friday. Um, the, the show is uh you can find it on our YouTube, our SoundCloud, everywhere. So you make sure you check that out. Make sure you copy your tickets from Nova Pro's uh, Tumblr. You can find their link on their um, Facebook from Nova Pro Wrestling or at VA Wrestling on Twitter. So um, it's unfortunate that the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast will not be there because we're all hitting the road. But um, nonetheless, you know, we're definitely going to make sure we send our support and promote the show because we wish we could for what which is going to be one heck of a car. And it's not fair because they did it on purpose because they knew we were going out of town. And uh, Jamal won't get to see his woman crush Wednesday. Uh, S- Silly Sellis is with us as well today. What's going on, brother? Hello. Happy birthday to us. Is it really? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, it is. Isn't it the 19th, 18th? No, 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 no. It's the 20th. You're confusing me. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. We will be uh, kind of coming up on our two-year anniversary on the 20th. Um, I think there's no better way to do that. Three. Could be three? three years, guys. Yeah, I, I keep getting confused. I want to say we've been doing it for two years, and we're going into our third year. Isn't that right? Numbers are hard. Numbers uh, are hard. So numbers so are this hard. Twenty seventeen. We started twenty fifteen. So this is going into year three. Yes, exactly. So two year anniversary, sir. <laughs> oh well, number like 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 Krabby said, numbers are hard. Just don't forget your wife, anything <laughs> or girlfriend yeah. or anything. Don't, don't matter of fact, any woman that's close to you in your life, don't forget any number that involves them, such as their height. Weight, always down, downplay their weight in their age. That is some good advice coming here if you want to have a happy home. <laughs> or you could not lie, and if they um, could lose a, little, a few LBs, then so be it. Just say 10. <laughs> 10, 10, 10. That's it. So um, anyway, um, since we're going to Chicago, we're going to talk a little bit about um, NST TakeOver Chicago, Evolve, Backlash. and Yeah, I know. Every podcast likes to do previews and reviews and all that other good stuff. And we do it sometimes, too, and I instantly regret it because I think it's hella boring, but whatever. So um, in, in other news, we're going to just talk about um, our expectations. It will be my first time in Chicago. Uh, Jamal will be giving me a tour around the city since he's been there, and, he's, and he's gonna, we're going to talk about some of the cool things that he's done. Uh, we're going to link up with our good boy Aaron, finally. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen him. And um, besides that, we you know we'll talk about some of the other hot topics for in the wrestling world this week. And it will be it wouldn't be a big old belt wrestling podcast show if we didn't end it with a segment of do we care? Because um, yeah. there's going to be a lot. I already I have the feeling. And, and by the way, if anybody who doesn't know, 
we don't go down the list of do we care jamal pulls it out for us and uh we just get surprised and that's what it is and um you can't hear what oh and yeah so we 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 genuinely do give our expression about if we care or not and i just feel like from this week there's going to be a lot of (laughs) i don't care um anywho so let's 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 get into it this week uh jamal yo it won't be your first time in chicago so since it will be uh my first time uh we kind of talked about our agenda a little bit um Mm -hmm. First of all, be- before uh, you even get to Chicago, let you know, mm-hmm. tell the fans about what you uh, actually actually let's go into a little bit about everything you've been doing this year. Because um, last time we was at the movie screening, I heard you say that you haven't really talked about it much or documented it much. Of course, I know because we're friends, whatever. But, you know, tell everybody eventually yeah. um, your ultimate goal for this year in, in, in regards to baseball. What, what do you mean my ultimate goal? You're touring. Oh, that's that's you know that's that's been a thing that's been going on forever. But yes, I want to see all thirty stadiums, and I've been doing that since I was you know maybe about seventeen, and I've seen twenty out of the thirty stadiums, um, in Major League Baseball. So I need to get to basically the middle of the country and Seattle, but uh, that'll happen. That'll happen sooner than later. But um, part of the uh, trip. I'm actually leaving tomorrow ahead of everyone else, and I'm flying to beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio, Dean Ambrose country, and uh, I'm going to NXT TakeOver Kentucky, uh, as they will be in um, Northern Kentucky University, uh, about a uh, half hour outside of Cincinnati. I don't know what the card is. I didn't look because I would rather be surprised. I presume it's going to be uh, similar to what TakeOver is going to be in Chicago. But then on Friday, I'm headed up to Detroit for a Tigers game, first time in Comerica Park. I've only been to Tiger Stadium, which is a field now, which just makes me sad. But um, I'm going to do a little gambling in Canada and um, then head to Chicago on Saturday for Evolve 85, 84 and NXT TakeOver Chicago. On Sunday, I'm leaving Chicago and then heading to Pittsburgh for the Pirates and um, uh, I think it's Pirates and Cardinals in Pittsburgh, and then I'll be home in time for work on Monday morning. Yay. <laughs> you say you're doing some gambling in uh, Canada. Yep. I didn't know you gambled. I don't. But I have Canadian dollars, so. <laughs> so? Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to spend it in Canada. What do you play? Well, I, said, I don't. I don't know. I don't know any gambling things. I'm just going to give them my money, and they're going to give me some back. I hear you. So put it in the slots, man, and uh, cross your fingers. You know. I don't like slots. I, I would rather do Uno or um, um, blackjack. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, okay. Ever since ever since watching that movie, I kind of think that I want to try that. Tw- but no, I don't. I don't. I don't when you say it. movie, you, you're not about to say Twenty One, right? Um, I was thinking rounders. Is okay. that not, is that not blackjack? I don't know. I don't know gambling things, but um, I have uh, several Canadian dollars, and I will be spending them at the uh, beautiful Windsor Casino. Uh, uh, speaking of movies, uh, I heard you're very excited about uh, Blood Brother. Um, if excited, do, by do excited, you mean I have stomach pains? 
<laughs> do we have to do this again? <laughs> Break you up brought it up, so we do. We, we do. You brought it up. <laughs> um, so if anybody wanted to see a movie starring Trey Songs, this is your opportunity. Um, <laughs> it's Trey Songs, um, Our Truth, and um, a bunch of people that I've never heard of before. But basically... Um, Fetty Wap. Oh, that, yeah, that's, I don't know what that is. That's kind of hey, like a vaginal disease. Shout oh, out Lord. to Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, no, no, Patterson's a horrible place. <laughs> I'm actually born from there, actually, but I've only spent about a week of my life there, to be very as, honest. As you, as you should have. <laughs> Terrible. There's, there's not a there's not an ounce of blood in me that can scream Patterson, New Jersey. But when I need to act hard in certain clubs, I can shout that out, and I'll get respect. <laughs> yeah. We just, like, just shout out your birth certificate in the club. <laughs> right, there you go. One week old, I was <laughs> hey, my family's all my family's all through there too, which is crazy. But Patterson, man, you, you can pay me to go in and live there. Not at all. No, it's a terrible place to live. No, I, I, I have family in North Jersey and I know Patterson well. But um but yeah, ill. Um I, I will say that Blood Brothers though, the um probably will get like the soul the soul plane award. At um <laughs> at the next BET honors, um I, I expected big things from um from Trey Songs and and our, our truth, uh, our Trizzy as he's known in the streets. And I'm not sure exactly what a Fetty Wap is. It does sound like some kind of diseased meat, but um, <laughs> it, uh, it you know sure it's a thing that's coming out later this year. <laughs> but I did see last weekend I saw the Wall with John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson, and that was How actually was that? pretty good. Yeah, I like it. How do I mean? How do you feel about an eighty-minute movie? Would I pay fifteen dollars to go? What includes popcorn? What a snack pack? Is that pack? Would I pay fifteen dollars to see an eighty-minute movie? Is it worth that? If it got to the point, but Wonder Woman's about to be three hours. Are you going to pay fifteen dollars for that? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Wonder Woman's two hours and forty-five minutes, I think. But but, so so to answer your first question, yeah, the first thing is number one, I'm a grown-ass man, so I don't know why anybody would buy a snack pack at the movie theater. Um, that's <laughs> five dollars of your life. <laughs> it's the best five dollars of your life. Oh my Popcorn goodness. drink, no, the icy drink, and then your uh, fruit snacks with it too. I'm good. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, as a, as an adult that pays taxes, <laughs> I'll never buy a snack pack for myself. Um, because I have AMC points, I don't have to buy that stuff. Um, I have Regal points too, and I get my free popcorns every once in a while and free tickets. I hate AMC. You have to pay for the rewards. You have to pay twelve dollars a year. It's it's twelve dollars a year. Uh, I think I only pay eight, but it's twelve dollars a year. But you get to skip the line in front of all the plebs, and you get a lot of points and stuff like that too. So it, it's it's I'm not going to say it's worth it, but um, I just like it because I get to skip the line and tell them, "No, you heathens! Only I can be in this line because I'm a gold member." So f off. <laughs> well, I'll stick to my and regal I, movie card and, and your snack pack. Apparently, um, well, they do five dollars at a time. I mean, that's the equivalent of welfare for the movie theater. I'm sorry. I can't justify a snack pack, that, that little baggie of Twizzlers, that little nickel bag of Twizzlers that they give you. I don't, I don't trust it. Um, with the movie, though, the movie was actually pretty good. It's about two snipers in the American Army uh, that gets pinned down uh, next to this wall that's about waist high um, somewhere in the deserts of Iraq. And there's this unseen sniper that's trash talking him because he hasn't recovered an American radio from a soldier. So not only is has this dude waiting to pick you off and kill you, but he's just talking smack all in your ear, waiting for you to make a move so that he can make his uh, make his. And it's actually pretty interesting. 
Okay, wait. Better than phone booth. It yes, actually. Really? Um, okay. It's a, I, it's, I, a, I like it's a lot more. I I didn't mind phone booth before Whitaker in the back of his neck upsets me. So <laughs> I can't give that movie too much credit. But um, but yeah, it, it is. It's a lot like phone booth, except it's set in Iraq in two thousand seven. But um, okay, it's very interesting what happens. And the thing with phone booth, uh, it you know we're trying to figure out who this guy is and where he is along with the right. sniper the whole time. So it's really interesting. Cena isn't in, in it a lot. So if you're looking to see him, then yeah, you're kind of got duped, but, um, but the story is interesting. And I think if you, if you go for Cena and stay for the story, you'll get your, uh, your money well spent. What about, I, I'm giving uh, it a B plus. Alien Covenant. Did you see that? I don't do horror movies. So I did not see that. Okay. Gotcha. And because I'm going to be in Cincinnati tomorrow night, I'm not seeing Baywatch either. Yeah, that I I, I uh, got the message from you about that. That is a pass. Um, if I wanted to see Neighbors too, basically with people with less clothes, um, no. That's actually a movie that I definitely want to see, especially if it's starring Alexandria Daddario, um, a Ooh. lovely, lovely woman. Calm, calm yourself. Pretty woman. Calm yourself. Family show. Um, yeah. uh, who's a talented actress, and um, yeah, no, I, I would definitely watch that movie. It's an R-rated comedy, which Baywatch should have been on on, on TV. So, man, I don't know. The, the only way I was going to go see it if if I was definitely walking in. So, I'll say this: I um I got five dollars in AMC points. It's cost five dollars to go to AMC before noon. I think I may see it then. But other than that, yeah, I'm not really pressed to see it. Sounds good. But it's going to be a hell of a weekend, though, as far as all the traveling, the wrestling. I mean, some good, some bad. Yes, we will be missing the Nova Pro Show. But um, be damned if we're not there in June because it's two shows for the core. That's pretty awesome. The, the Nova Pro Double Header will definitely go down in June, and we'll, you know, we'll be there for that. Can't wait for that. Yeah, and it's on a Saturday, too, which is on the Saturday. Yeah, right. but. Yeah, but uh, okay. So yeah, but besides that though, um, what what is, what is everybody looking forward to this week? I mean, you got a lot of good quality wrestling going on. Um, there's absolutely no way you can miss shows now because there's everybody's streaming everything now. I want to bring that up too about you know how much money is everybody <laughs> putting out for wrestling nowadays? Because every single time I seem like I quick uh, I click another person's uh, Twitter page who uh, is a, a wrestling promoting show everybody wants ten dollars a month from you or a hundred dollars a year it's, it's it's so many but um i guess um i'll start with you uh Celis. what are you looking forward to this week as far as wrestling what are you looking forward to uh you know either watching results or whatever it may be and this is gonna be interesting and i'm gonna try to plug a preview at the same time as what i'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing how Jinder Mahal's story will continue to build by him being in the WWE world title picture. And I'm interested to see how Rusev will come in and mess that up. Um, because I fully expect Rusev to be at Backlash to mess up this match to debut in this type of way because we thought we was going to see him on SmackDown. What happened to that? Um, yep, that didn't show up. So I think they'll push that to Backlash where it becomes a three-way type match that will continue to build this up until you have your Money in the Bank winner who will ultimately be the next champion since Money in the Bank is a SmackDown-branded show. 
So I'm interested to see how they'll elevate Rusev and Jinder Mahal at the same time without killing one or the other, because they really did a good job in the last couple of weeks building up Jinder since his win being the number one contender. Um, so I, I definitely want to see how it goes from him. Do you think they need to continue with Jinder Mahal? Because they generally don't like booking uh, heel versus heel. And I can't imagine Rusev not coming back as a heel. So does um, this push Jinder out of, the, out, out of that top spot, which I think he kind of deserves to hold on to? I think he kind of deserves to hold on it too, but I don't think it really pushes him out. I think you just building up Rusev to possibly be your sneak tip of a Money in the Bank winner, even though we like the Baron Corbins uh, or somebody Nobody else. Likes Baron Corbin. But, you know, I think I like Baron might Corbin. Be your sleeper pick now to be Money in the Bank. I mean, also, too, we talked about it for a long time, but, um, you know, we're, t- we're talking about. Um, promoting and 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 reaching other potential markets as well and i think jenna mahal as long as they're doing this tour and uh you know trying to make some uh different demographic demographic reaches um i think he stays in the picture for a while until it's all said and done yeah obviously rusev can replace this as well but you know i think you keep him relevant and i you know i think bruce i mean rusev i think jenna mahal is getting a bad like world right now because he has had he has had good quality matches in NST. Yes, it's been a while, but you know mm-hmm. he really he reinvented himself. He's back in shape, best shape of his life. Uh, he's legit, obviously, because the WWE draw testing is no joke. If they're gonna look, if they're gonna suspend Roman Reigns, they're going to suspend Jinder Mahal, a complete right. nobody when it comes down to superstar stardom. You know, but right. You know, um, I expect to see him in the picture for a while, and I and I, I do agree. I think seeing what's next for him after a while should be pretty good. Uh, myself, I am looking forward to Evolve '84. Um, I've been making a, a big push to trying to make this work. Uh, shout out to Gabe and shout out to uh, Triple H and NXT for making the timing work so that fans are able to see both shows. Because, um, you know, to be in the town, obviously for NXT or WWE, whatever it may be, um. The casual fan may actually it's going to pick NXT over Evolve, especially with Evolve being like way off, way out in the uh, in yonder, sort of say. And um, it's just it was just a no brainer considering you know the product of what you're going to get. Not to not to take away from Evolve, um, from the people who's in Evolve or anything like that, but you know NXT you're going to get potentially one of the best shows of the year each and every time. Um, and in and NXT Takeover right now is. You know this this card isn't slam packed, which still gives me the hint like this could still all shows thus far this year just because of the fact of their reputation. But uh, nonetheless, I I can't wait to get to evolve because um, the match that everybody was screaming about during WrestleMania weekend at Evolve eighty one happened to be Donovan Dijak and Keith Lee, and I was pretty upset that I could not see it couldn't find it online and um i wasn't about to drop nobody's subscription to see it or anything like that um so to have the opportunity to see that is a no-brainer for me and i look forward to that as well two big guys who's doing things physics and sir isaac newton probably will have to scratch their head about as to how it's happening and i can't wait to see it yeah i I second that um evolve 84 is going to be a heck of a show um Keith Lee versus Dijak is definitely, um, I mean, like every from everything I heard about it from the uh, match in Orlando, this is going definitely going to be one to watch. I think personally, uh, the thing I'm looking forward to most this weekend is going to Comerica Park for the first time. 
Um, baseball pretty much trumps everything in life uh, for me. So whenever I get a chance to see a new stadium, uh, you know, see the representation of that city invoked in that new stadium, um, I absolutely love it. And that's why I want to see all of them. And in regards to wrestling, though, the uh, biggest thing I want to see this weekend is what does the ladder match between Office of Pain and uh, Gargano and uh, Tommaso Ciampa? Um, I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Gargano and Ciampa lose, which I think they will, and split up, which I think they will. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. surprised you, I'm surprised that you uh you brought that up. I mean, the rumors have been saying it. A lot of backing, a lot of information has been backing it. Um, and I think they do. I think they do. I think um, Ciampa has been the you know, a monster heel wherever he's been. I don't think this is going to be any different. I think that Gargano is kind of a goofy baby face. That and they, and I do think they need some singles talent. You know, because they do have a couple more tag teams. With um, heavy machinery coming in, um, you gotta assume the TM61 is is coming back sooner than later. So they definitely have their um, their uh, stock in tag teams. Now they need a, a, a top babyface, and I don't think they really have one yet in NXT. Yeah, I I, I don't know. They're fan favorites. Um, they came in and the, they first of all they did the un. The unthinkable to actually be relevant um, as a tag team, put on one hell of a match in the CWC, and go mm-hmm. way over with the fans. I mean, on the indie scenes, yes, everybody likes the two of them, but the fact that they was able to capture the NXT fans and you know just the I always like to say the uncasual fans and become maybe the favorite in um, NXT besides whoever's the NXT champion is at the time. Um, they they reached their peak, and I think that. It will be a good look to see them going to a singles career because they both deserve it. And for yeah. the reasons you said, NXT tag team division is the strongest among WWE, period. So them losing an established team that's already won to go um, to, to venture off into the singles career is a good thing. And also, too, you know, when we start talking about calling, come, coming up to the main roster, I do not want to see DIY as a tag team on the main roster. It's not, yeah, it's not I, just don't, I don't think the idea of DIY as a tag team, uh, I think that was something that was pieced together that was uh, something that could have happened with those two because they know each other very well in their, um, their careers together. But I don't think that DIY was something that was meant to last very long. Um, and you can tell that, like, you know, they only had one shirt out for merch That's when true. Enzo and Cass had, you know, several. Um, the Revival didn't really have much either, but they were heels. So that's kind of the point of not, you know, doing that for heels. But the idea is, uh, I think they need a top baby face. Uh, a tail of Hatami may not be it, and they need somebody who's a serious fan favorite to threaten Bobby Roode. Yeah. And I don't, as of right now, there's no way in the world Roode loses at Takeover. I don't because who would you give the belt to? Absolutely. And I think Hodel Tommy uh time in NXT is has been short-lived. And this is an automatic easy pass stream to him to the main roster. Where <laughs> that's the ultimate goal. At least it should be the ultimate goal in NXT. But if he gets injured one, one more time, like that's what for three years he's been there, he's only been active for one. That's not a good look, sir. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know what Adele Tommy can do on the main roster 
because a same way thing with Apollo Crews and the same thing with um, you know so, so a few other guys. If your gimmick doesn't necessarily get you over in NXT, Corbin, same thing. Then transition into the main roster could be tougher than it should be. I don't think it's going to um, be. Success- I don't think it's going to be as successful, or maybe a, a a really good legit run. But the fact of the matter is, there's nothing else to do in NXT right now, considering that he's such right. a liability to his own health. So put him on the main roster and just let him figure it out. I mean, that should ultimately have been his goal. And if the contracts are written in sorts of ways where it's just like, you know, this until that or whatever it may be or however creative has it planned, there's nothing else in NXT for him at all. That's the reason why people should be sent up. Because was there a reason for, um, what the hell, is it? Dana Brooke to go to the main roster or Nia Jax <laughs> to go to the main roster? No, outlived their usefulness. Exactly, they've outlived their usefulness. Not, so not Jack. Yes, Dana Brooke. No, there needed to be another heel, but Dana Brooke. No, we, she went to the main roster to, to still be uh to still be tutored. The same she right. was done next to. Right. Oh boy! But if, but if you're telling me that Apollo Cruz is destined for the main roster because he has so much that he should that he didn't accomplish in NXT, then I, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I'm absolutely. not seeing it at all. Okay, but here's so- the thing we got to watch out for too. Um, before before we move on, if we think about going back to what you said about Bobby Roode, if we think about Ember Moon, we think about Oscar, we think about Adele Tommy. Those are the four main people that we are hearing continuously as far as being the top on uh, NXT. But at the same time, we see nobody beating Roode, we see nobody beating Oscar. But really, it's no time for them to come up on the main roster yet. So it's like it's a terrible time right now because, in my opinion, SmackDown and Raw rosters are loaded because even their top talents are not being used. Uh, on a daily basis. Like, even look at the Usos. Nobody will realize the Usos are tag team champions because they're never seen on TV. So it's just a hard time of what you do with talents like that. But somebody like Bobby Roode or like you mentioned, Hideo Tommy, which are two avenues, one that is like you're fast track because you're always hurt, and one's like you need to come up because you're nobody's going to ever defeat your title. What's the point of just keeping you on there? It's a really hard time for WWE have to make sure when you bring people up, and like you said, Jamal, bring people up the right way where it's just not you're bringing them up for no reason. You need to make sure they're legitimate and they take that TV time. I, you know, I have right. a lot of mixed feelings about that, but you know, at, at some point, you know, if you're not doing anything on NXT, you might as well to see if you can capture some magic on the main roster. And even if he went to 205 Live, you know what it is. Bobby Roode is going to lose the belt at some point. It just has to make sense. And uh, right, Dale Tommy's not the person. And <laughs> if, if, if I had to put a, a an insurance package on Adele Tommy, best know that a claim is coming soon. I would not want to put any gold around anything that I know I'm gonna be filing the claim for. You know, yeah. it's like put rims on no, a- I mean, the dude. You don't, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't put you don't put you rims on your crown bit. <laughs> as long as you keep them clean, I think you can. <laughs> you don't put twenty twos on your crown bit and think it's gonna be okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> Somebody. Not if you want to keep them. Have you been to Florida lately? It certainly will. <laughs> so, look, since we're um, not going to make Nova Pro this weekend, I am going to. We're going to get some intel real quick about what can we expect from Nova Pro this Friday. Um, bear with us, fans, because the way I originally wanted to make this um, call happen is not happening the way. I anticipate it. So, um, again, we're going to bring in 
a special guest really quick just to uh, give us a little inside information on what we're going to call the celebration for the one percenters uh, this Friday at Nova Pro Show, the Great Graspy, um, starting at 7.30, uh, his door. And- it starts at 8, pre-show at 7, pre-show yeah. at 7.30. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's just just get there. Um, Little River Turnpike in Fairfax, Virginia, uh, just outside of the Beltway. Um, you, you can't miss it. It's at the Jewish Community Center down there in Fairfax. JCC. The home. Yes. Of Nova Pro, so you can make sure when you come around that Beltway, you make sure you come uh, show them some support. So really, it's a really home, like a a, a warm, res- like receptive type of place. Every everybody's well professional and um absolutely. Um, like even if they weren't, even if this was a bingo hall in South Philly, the only thing that you need to care about right now is that we have Fred Yeha and Jonathan Gresham. I don't care. It could be at a laundromat in Anacostia. I don't care. Fred Yeha and Jonathan Gresham is the match that you need to see this weekend. Period. Um, I look. I. I mean, you know, if I had the opportunity to be there, um, I definitely would be looking forward to that four, uh, fatal four way: Veda yeah. Scott, uh, Faye Jackson, um, uh, Sis and uh, Brittany Blake. Yes, yes. Um, look, I would definitely look forward to that. A lot of talent in there. A lot of ways this can go. Um, actually, to be quite frank, the Brittany Blake and Faye Jackson match from last show was a surprise. Was a surprisingly surprise was, almost match of the night. Yeah, it was re- really really solid. Um, the fans was involved and um, a good a good change of pace considering that um, the tournament. You know, you were seeing some people. Were, um, for their second time that night. So just to see a new face and being able to get a different feel because the competitive, everybody was so competitive, you know, straight, straight to the matches, you know, um, not, not so much looking to get the crowd pumped, but just being able to do the work in the ring, which is perfectly fine. I mean, everybody wants to be the first person to win it. However, um, if we can actually make this call happen, let me try this one more time. While we're while we're waiting for this, um, you know, special guest to come through, um, I guess we can, you know, talk about some other things that are going on uh, at Nova Pro this weekend. They, they definitely have Frey High and um, and Brittany, uh, not Brittany Blake, but uh, Frey High and Jonathan Gresham, the Sandwich Squad, which is like eight hundred pounds of man, versus this new tag team of John Kerman and John uh, Dominic Garini. Um, the Manly Male Associates, or MMA as they're known, uh, you have two legit uh, combat fighters and a human wrecking ball that will eat their way through a stone prison. That's uh, just a very interesting matchup to me. Um, I know that a lot of people, it's um, a polarizing match between Kerman and Garini. They're very straightforward MMA-style match um, that they had. Uh, a couple a uh, couple months ago, but it's it'd be interesting to see what they can do against just people that just they like the juggernaut. They just keep coming. They just eat. exactly, yeah, exactly. So that'd be another interesting thing. So um, and then of course there's some other stuff that I'm purposely not talking about because you just gotta really see it to believe it. But if you like the wrestling and you're in the Washington D.C. area, 
then there is no excuse for not attending the Nova Pro Show um, down there on Little River Turnpike in Fairfax, Virginia. Um, I know that uh, Extreme Rules is coming up in June in, a, in about three or four weeks. I want to say about three weeks. In Baltimore, uh, two chains uh, home away from home. Right. Um, right. So at his uh, uh, favorite place, the Royal Farms Arena. <laughs> and but the night before that, at a, uh, a lovely little establishment called Gentleman 10, will oh. be Baltimore Championships Wrestling. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an action-packed weekend that weekend for Extreme Rules. Uh, but things are definitely going to get extreme down at Gentleman 10. I don't know in the way that I would hope for, but, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know the Jones not cited. I'm not even bringing that up right now. I don't, even have <laughs> I don't even have it in me. But I can tell you this, though. I'm going to give a shout-out real quick. I've been watching um, – the first time I seen him was when we went to the first BCW show. Um, and then I've been watching a couple of clips and uh, matches that's actually – not leaked, but, you know, posted online. And the juggernaut has – Oh, God. I, I can say that – I, I, somebody, I'm gonna keep an eye on real quick. I thought that he had the energy. He obviously has the the, the structure in the ring, but nonetheless, yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on him. I, he looks to be somebody that um I think could actually be a surprise on the show coming up. As far as uh, do do remember, ladies, you gotta pay to play. Oh, that was funny. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, until this, well, well, we'll, we'll figure that out. But that, but um, I do want to say move the show along forward because yeah. time is a fleeting. Uh, right. Ron Strowman will be out for six months. Everybody knows that. But the rumor is is that he actually won't be out six months. He will be out between four to eight weeks, as was originally uh, thought of, and that he could be back in time for goodness gracious, great balls of fire, um, which is. Arguably the worst pay-per-view name ever. Um, so, but he, he could be back before then. Either way, do you think that uh, WWE is in a point where? What do you think they should do next? Like, are they hurting, or are they just going to buy time because they know it's the summer and people really don't care anyway? Until SummerSlam, this is kind of if there was an off-season in wrestling. This would be it. So if he were to get hurt, this would be the time to do so. Perfect time. I agree. And that you just took off my answer basically pretty much. Um, the fact of his injury is either going to be six months or July or whatever it may be. The fact that there's money to be made with this guy. You handle it right. You let him, you, you let him fully heal no matter what it is. And if he's, in, if he's ready for SummerSlam, your big, one of your big four, that's where you cash in on him. And it only makes sense that he goes against Brock, the big, the, the big guy versus the big guy, so to say. I think that if, if, this, if the rumors are true that Strowman could come back before, uh, in time for, before SummerSlam, or I think what you do is you have him absolutely murder Roman Reigns, um, causing him to lose the uh, fatal five-way, no, I'm sorry, that's coming up sooner or later. But you have Roman lose, and he never faces Brock. 
and he just gets destroyed by Strowman, and you know they go on to uh, take over and, and do their thing at SummerSlam. But then again, if the rumors are true, then we won't see Strowman back to Thanksgiving. So it's either he will be back this summer, or he's going to be back in six months. And six months five is eleven. Here's another thing to add, too. Just because you're injured, that doesn't mean you can't be on TV. It's a way you can make him dominant on TV without him being a performing wrestler while he's hurt. Yep. I would agree well if that weren't his gimmick, though. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you want to keep him legit. You don't, you don't have him. Like, you know, that's the – out of his entire booking since he's been drafted to Raw – away from the Wyatt family, the only, only flaw was the time he backed down from The Undertaker. If you're supposed to be wreaking havoc... And Lesnar. And Lesnar, yes. If you're supposed to be wreaking havoc everywhere, you back down from nobody. I don't want to hear you come out talking trash, but you can't fight because you have an injury. But see, this is the thing, though. And you talk about how, well, Strowman uh, can be booked in a non-physical way. I would agree with that if he weren't booked in a very physical way every time that we've ever seen him. When was the last time you heard Strowman cut a legit promo? He did it like once in maybe six months or so. That's true. Um, the rest, and that was more recent. More recent, right? And that was more recent. So, the, so the last thing we want to do is just like see Braun Strowman with a sling or in a cast or whatever. And unless he's going to rip the cast off with his bare hands and beat somebody in the head with it. <laughs> You know, the, the big man needs to be doing big things. I know? mean, the, the Rock did it, so obviously uh, Braun Strowman can definitely pull that one. It's time for Daddy right. to go to work. Right. So, I mean, I think that that's something that you know needs to happen. And even if the case is where he doesn't, maybe he just could go away for a while because he's completely forgotten about. And that's why I say out of literally out of nowhere, he comes and just absolutely destroys whoever the number one contender is. Yep. Because technically... He should be owed that right as he was put out of commission uh, by Roman Reigns. Um, and then if that's the angle that they're going to go with, then he has a right to be pissed. Yep. Yeah. And phone books in half and all that stuff. And then assume the throne and, and go on to do whatever. Uh, now the question remains, no matter what happens with Strowman, what do you do with Lesnar? I mean, you have him cash checks at home. <laughs> that's all they've been doing all this time anyway. You Look. At this point now, you don't he's, – he's the pay-per-view guy. You don't want to um, oversaturate his appearances because that's just who he is. He's out of his prime, and, you know, that's just what it is. Well, but right now, you know, you make him do a couple of appearances from here and there. They say he's supposed to appear on TV soon. Um, you know, maybe you make him make a, an appearance at Extreme Rules, whatever it may be. But other than that, you know, great balls of fire. You have them face, you know, whoever wins the the, um, the stream rules match. Mm-hmm. And he needs to prove that he's dominant still. So for the sake of the injury bug and the insurance claim that we talked about earlier, you don't want Finn Balor to win. You don't want Seth Rollins to win. And um, who, who else is in that? Bray Wyatt is interesting. Samoa Joe is interesting. That's something I've been wanting to see for a long time, considering the fantasy matches. Um, the stage is definitely not big enough for it, uh, considering Great Balls of Fire sounds like um, a three-year-old decided that he wanted to create his own pay-per-view on the WWE 2K17. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, you know, you just keep everybody protected until the real money is to be made. It's, it's just the art of the business. And 
when you start talking when you start talking about the road to the big four you know that that's what you want to do but but this is but do you think that the fact that lesnar has not competed since winning the title um at least on tv do you think that hurts his um and so you, you're talking about building his legacy and having to be the guy but we haven't seen him here on tv sooner or later they need him because the raiders are tanking but the idea is especially when that 30-day clause was such a thing for people um you were taking the belt or you defended they're setting him up so that he doesn't even have to show up until july yeah i mean so do you think don't you think that that hurts a bit of the steam that he could have why do we fear i mean he's not the dragon in the hobbit you know <laughs> he, when he just wakes up once a year i mean i don't think should, yeah. i don't think obviously it's part-time but 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 damn july I don't think anything hurts him one because Paul Heyman can cut a promo to get him out of any situation. Um, I mean, he had that suspension from the UFC from steroids that didn't hurt him. Um, he he cashed in the biggest. Yes, it, did. He left. it didn't hurt him as far as who he was in WWE. He got that suspension before he went to SummerSlam last year. Right, but but his work in the the UFC and WWE are not are mutually exclusive. I don't think that there's so many fans watching both where you go, I don't take Lesnar seriously. It's going to hurt his merch in WWE because he got trounced in the UFC thing or whatever he did. That's cool because Randy Orton also said something about him being suspended when they, when, uh, and then he ended up getting demolished at SummerSlam. Dak, I didn't even think about that. He opened up his mouth and said something he shouldn't, and yeah, he got beat to a pulp. But no, no, I mean, like, it's a, a, a him okay, so him strictly speaking, WWE, I think he's fine when it comes down to him not being on TV. It's just who he is now, and you know, maybe they need to start booking him correctly instead of just being the beast incarnate and blah blah blah. Maybe he, you do you do kind of like, um, you know, feature him as like the dragon, like you said, only waking up when a challenger is is sort of say. Uh, but thing, you, he doesn't need the belt to be that person. And honestly, if you want to make Brock Lesnar into the next Undertaker that only comes out once a year to have the dream match or whatever, cool. I don't have a problem with that. I think it would be cool if you're looking at next level stuff. Um, he can work the four matches a year and, 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 and be good with that. But as far yeah. as taking the belt off of him, when Seth Rollins or Finn Balor, who definitely deserves to be in the title picture, um, you know, because the point, the problem I have is, is that no matter what happens at the next pay-per-view for Raw, no one, Lesnar uh, um, will not lose in July. That's the problem. Because he's setting, up for, he's setting up for August in SummerSlam. That's the problem. And we, since we know that going in, there's no reason to watch until something that we think can happen could happen. And you just, you just about to say, made my point, too. So why am I watching Raw from WrestleMania to SummerSlam? What's the point of watching it? If you're not developing any characters, your mid card stays the same. It, it's no point. And I will always they have no mid card. They have 19 number one contenders. Well, yeah, that's true. But my my point is this: whoever is your champion, that's what you're trying to fight for. If you're any wrestling promotion, you're trying to be the top guy. And if you let some part timer be your uh, your top guy, it's like I'm watching boxing, knowing that I'm gonna get matches twice a year. Look, and but. I'm, but that's the thing, though. You're comparing it to another sport, which I always do. Very guilty of it. But that's the conception. People do it in other sports, so it's acceptable here in WWE. 
which is what you just are going to say. You see it in other sports, and it works. Therefore, people may be following that pattern. Same thing with Conor McGregor. He had two belts, had the forfeit one, still has one. He's not working on defending that belt where that other uh, weight class is getting very competitive. He's worried about Floyd Mayweather and the paycheck. And if well, Brock Lesnar is booked to say, like, I'm only going to come out when it's worthy, then so be it. First of all, the Universal Championship, we cannot be talking about anything being legit with that, Ari. I mean, it is your raw top title. Yeah. And at the same time, yeah, you're the right. You're right, two chains. But here's, here's my, my devil's advocate. If you're trying to make it where it's a special event, don't keep telling me, oh, the longest re- weekly episodic on television like you're not a sport. You're talking like you're a soap opera. And if you're a soap opera, you want your shredder in every single episode. You want your, you know, whatever your bad guy, whatever your top you guy. Is soap opera episode. and shredder are the same metaphor? I did, I, but it made sense. Um, but, did it? Did it really? I mean, yes, it, it did make sense. You, you got to agree with it. No. I mean, no one agrees with that. Well, I mean, well, wouldn't you like watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles without Shredder? <laughs> this is a problem, oh, right? Turtles at time was a problem because there was no Shredder. But, there's no Shredder. There's no Turtles. Uh, no, well, that's, that's, that's the problem with storytelling, though. And you can have one match versus you can have guy versus guy seven hundred times in a row. The seven hundred time will not be as special as the first. The problem with WWE is that people were, were saying that this product was going stale. We keep seeing the same matches. Nobody's getting the push. Okay, they bring up new guys from NXT. I don't care. Bring in the old guys. Give them a push again. And then we have these big matches, these big fight field, to quote stupid announcers. They say that um, we have these guys and these are dream matches. I mean, hell, the Goldberg thing happened because of fantasy warfare became real. And don't get me wrong, when people play Fight Night, they immediately put Mike Tyson versus Muhammad Ali because that's the dream match that we want to see because we know that it can't happen. But in wrestling, when you try to force the issue, when you try to make something that could be a dream match, Freddie Aha and Jonathan Gresham is a dream match, not because it can't happen ever, just because you don't know when it's going to happen again. So you need to see it this Friday in, in Fairfax. See what I did there? You owe me a check, Mike. But I'm just saying that in general, it's not special when if because Lesnar has the belt, he's already relevant. And I see why they did that. But because he doesn't show up, he doesn't show up with the belt. He doesn't bring out Sable and the kids. You know, he doesn't, you know, suplex somebody and leave because we haven't seen him since WrestleMania. I don't necessarily care or remember that he's champion. And since we won't see him until July, another month and a half away, meh. In 30 days, it goes doesn't. Right. And, it, and it, it, that uh, stipulation goes out the window, but it loses a bit of credibility for me when you talk about how all of these guys are scrambling to get the belt. Why are you scheduling championship matches two months in advance? Yep. The big match that everybody wants to see probably won't happen until the middle of August. Yeah, we're, we're about to change this subject because it's, 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 I don't know, it's definitely drowning. And the it's, fact, it's, the fact, the matter is, nonsensical is what it is. You just, you just have to, you have to accept the fact that Brock Lesnar, they're going to have to book him in a way that that fits his contract, and that's what it is. It doesn't make sense. It does. The Universal Championship is not being con- uh, defended or represented it legitly at all. I mean, there's that thirty day, thirty 
day thing right. that you always bring up that you haven't even brought up today yet, but it's realistically a thing. Hey, Naomi, heard you're going to be hurt. Not going to be able to defend it for 30 days. Might we'll strip you. That. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You'll, you'll get a chance back. But hey, Brock Lesnar, haven't seen you since WrestleMania. We'll see Perfect. you in August. Perfectly fine. <laughs> long as you're on the books, you're fine. <laughs> for all that, they could have said, hey, Naomi, re- re- WrestleMania is 35 days out. We'll see you at WrestleMania, so you'll be good. It's, it, there's no consistency there, and there's no reason for us to nope. like. It, it is right. what it is. That, Let's talk about I think part of that is why, is why Raw is doing uh, some of its worst numbers of the year. Oh my God! Terrible. Let Let's get into a couple of little small things real quick, and before I begin to uh, the the other big topic for tonight. All right, uh, Jamal, back at it again. Yo. You had the opportunity ah. last week to to be the first to to be the first to announce this. Instead, because I had saw it rumored, but I wasn't totally sure. You know, I'm not keen on my Japanese uh, superstars like you are. So that's why you're you're the you're the Japanese expert here, slash movie critic slash mm, crab. Keep on, keep on slash crab. How dare you? <laughs> um, All right, so yes, <laughs> another Japanese no, female superstar has been rumored to sign, and uh, uh, from a lot of sources too. So we can almost confirm it. Uh, what are you hearing? Who are we talking about? What do we need to know? I heard uh, from um, a couple guys on Twitter in Japan um, that Io Shirai is coming to WWE. I and then then the news, uh, the, the wrestling blogs in Japan started uh, breaking that uh, she, along with um, what's her name? I can't think of her name. Uh, uh, Kyrie Hojo. Uh, it's coming to WWE. That has been since confirmed by a number of sources on this side of the planet. Okay, cool. The question is, when and why? Um, apparently, both of them are already in Orlando working at the Performance Center. Good segue. Will be inserted into the WWE universe. Boo. Um, is unclear at this point to the masses. My best bet, from what I'm hearing from uh, Japanese, from the Japanese is, is that she's going to be an entrant and the women's tournament coming up, hopefully, the rumor date is uh, middle of July. Um, but it's kind of apparent since she definitely lost her World of star- Stardom uh, st- uh, stardom Championship. That's the heavyweight title in stardom. But they're women, so they're not heavyweights. So there. But it's um, it'll be interesting to see how she does. It'll be interesting to see how much of her entrance and her moveset that she can bring over to the U.S. Okay. Uh, okay. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, I mean, she's known. She's she's very quick, um, a hell of a grappler. She re- really reminds me of like a um, uh, Chris Benoit, Davy Richards type, as far as her wrestling goes. Who's that first person? Chris Benoit. Um, you know the guy, um, <laughs> WCW champion. No, every time um, you champion. No, every time the list move, like I don't, nothing comes out. I'm I'm not I'm not doing anything. It's like some reason this is being like edited. Oh no no no! There's, there's no censorship on the internet. I said Chris Benoit, a beautiful Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. YouTube YouTube is not going to allow this to get posted. Um, <laughs> this play, keep going. That's my guy. I like Chris Benoit, and I could give a hell about what happened in real life because as a wrestler and as a character, who he was, he was the shit. Point blank. Excuse my language. 
<laughs> well, first of all, uh, language. Uh, secondly, let's not understate the fact that he did murder nearly his entire family. And the reason why his son is still alive is because he was on a field trip that day. I so I have very much remorse for the fact of what he did outside. You just said you didn't care. No, I'm saying I like him by unpopular whatever because people like to link his personal life with what he did in the ring. And yeah, we're gonna bring people. we're gonna bring we're gonna bring this up next to <laughs> him, Crispin. I don't know right. Crispin Wall, so I, I can't say I don't like a guy in real life, but I don't know him. But I, I do know that he murdered his family, though. He, so I think I could, based on that, I can say that I don't like. I, him. I can say what he did was not the right thing. I can definitely say. I'm glad that, that you have, have struck out in in like not defending murder. Thanks. The way way to jump out of the limb there. I can tell you that there's plenty of people out here that are still saying they love O.J. Simpson. Okay, well, that's the thing. If, if, you, if we're talking about the stats of, of Orenthal, James Simpson, and we're talking about the, what he did on the football field, cool. But if we're talking about how does OJ rank in the ex-murderers Hall of Fame, that's a different conversation. That's I think my point. Chris, that's my point. Chris Mabaugh in the wrestling ring, I'm a fan of that person. And, I'm, and, and it, it, yes, him is still the same person in real life. I'm a fan of him inside the WWE, the WCW, all of that. What he did outside of that sucks bad. Never, never can sit here and uh, condemn somebody to murder anybody for whatever reason it may be. But just the good distinguish of his personal life was his personal life. I don't have, I'm not that person to say like, because of that, I don't like what was happening as an entertainer in the ring and people keep going. I'm not even going to say anything. Okay. The juice, um... the juice, baby. <laughs> well, oh, when okay, is all this? <laughs> Keep going about her mood, her skill set, please. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Where does Ray Lewis fit in all this? But um, <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the million dollar question today. But I think that um, no, she's a heck of a wrestler, um, and it will be interesting to see what the transition is between here and um, from Japan to here. Okay. It doesn't really matter if you can, you know, do the work and all that good stuff, but you know, it's the work WWE style, and it's very right. different. Now, let me throw a couple of questions out to both of y'all too. Um, and these can be these are just short questions. First question is: with all the women talent being rumored to be signed, can we confirm that all these people are going straight to the women's tournament? No. No. So you think there's potentially some people that's going to go straight to NXT or straight to uh, the main roster? That's that's possible, yes. Okay. I would agree possible, but I don't know. Um, is Oscar still around to help with the transition? And the I don't think he's going to the main roster anytime soon. But I do, don't think so either. But uh, do you think it's because of what? The lack of you know preparation or her as a package going up to the main roster? Because I honestly feel like she is still around because she is helping this the um the, the Japanese talent to be able to come over and adapt and be accustomed to the WWE ways. I don't think it's nothing to do with that. I just think they want a, a bona fide women's champion to dominate NXT right now. Divisions are both crowded on Raw and SmackDown. But I mean, look, here, here's my defense about that. I mean, um, can if I'm saying her name right, uh, can you pronounce it again? Which one? The um, Iro, uh, Iro, I-O. Uh, Io Shirai. Io Shirai. Okay, so obviously she sounded like she was uh, dominant 
in the promotion she was. Oh yeah, she's like a she's like a ten time champion in stardom and right. um yeah no massive massive and and then you know you had Kimberly who was a uh, you know the champion in Shimmer so you have champions coming from all over is what my point is so the fact of you know saying is there a probable contender there there seems to be sprinkles of people coming from all over that can't dethrone her. And they can they can write the booking to make anybody look dominant at this point. I mean, Ruby Ride is getting one heck of a push right now too, and well, looks it's to be. Not that, it's not right? that she can't be dethroned, and that's the thing that should happen. It's just that carry it because anybody like in a, in a one-off situation, you you can have anybody you know, win. But the problem is, is that before Ember Moon got hurt there wasn't really anybody that was considered to be a successor to Oscar's title reign in NXT. I mean, that other women are qualified, but realistically, looking at how she was compared to looking where everybody else was, there wasn't a legit successor to Oscar, which is why I think she's still there. I can see that. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can definitely get a look. I can definitely go for that. Um, argument also like I said I think she's around to help with the um, bringing in of new town helping them get accustomed to the NST slash WWE ways but whatever it may be I can't wait for the women's tournament um, I'm waiting for more information to come out hopefully we can see if that is feasible to get down to Orlando for the two day tournament because that is something I definitely want to be a part of when are the dates again officially Not a, there's nothing official officially we don't know Unofficially, they're saying July 13th and 14th, which is a Thursday and a Friday. Okay. Work out well because I can go to Miami for the Marlins game, be in Orlando for two days, and then head to yep. Atlanta for the Braves game. So, yay, baseball. Gotcha. Um, so, we may have – we'll have to wait and see if this is uh, – One percent? We're waiting to see if we have a guest there. We, we, hello, is this? Hello, are you there? I'm there. Are you guys there? <laughs> Jesus, we can hear you. I'm good. Wait, please introduce yourself. You're about. You're about. This calls. Your your call is about twenty minutes late. So introduce yourself. We well, yeah, um, The market's kind of crazy today. <laughs> <laughs> um. Actually, I'll introduce you because I'll just be kind of rude if I let you introduce yourself. But anyway, uh, as I said about 20 minutes ago, I was going to um, get an exclusive inside of what can we expect this Friday from the gated community and what do we seemingly call the victory parade for the champion of the one percenter, the first Commonwealth Cup winner. No, no, no. Get it right. The only Commonwealth Cup winner ever. That's right. What's what's in the store for Mr. LaRoe, huh? Uh, what let's is just say what is in store for Logan Easton LaRoe? Can you can you give us a little bit of insider to 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 give to the fans for this Friday? Well, I mean, I apologize once again for the twenty minute delay, but uh, let's just say you guys, if you're missing it, I know you guys will be in Chicago, but this is the ticket you need to buy. That's all I'm going to say. You need to be here. You need to watch it in person. Have your mother come and tape it for you. Because this is going to be a party you've never seen before. So um, that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, the franchise is there. He's going to be a special guest for us. 
Um, there's going to be a champagne flowing, enough ladies to, uh, to pack the house, and I expect a, an entrance that you've never seen before in Nova Pro Wrestling. Awesome. How, how much of those VIC, VIP seats costing to sit next to you guys? Oh, see, there's no price on that. Uh, you know, we're going to velvet rope off our section. There's going to be security <laughs> there. It's kind of like, it, you know, this town's never had a winner. Um, now, we, now you have one. Ever. Those that backed them, those that we know were the real supporters of the 1%, come over, shake our hands. We'll gladly let the ropes part for you. The rest of them sit back, moan, cry, and straight up bitch because we don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the problem is, it's been a long suffering fan of sports in this town, which is why I'm a fan of sports out of town, is that there really aren't any winners here. The only thing that we have as a legit dynasty is the Miss, uh, Miss uh, Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and the only champion of the Commonwealth, and that includes Massachusetts, Kentucky, Puerto Rico, and Pennsylvania, bring them all. But their their champion, whether they like it or not, from Boston to Philly to San Juan, is Logan Easton Larue. You guys sure you want to go to NXT and miss this? <laughs> Honestly, I have buyer's remorse. If I didn't have flights already booked and hotels already paid, I would have canceled it all. But yeah, we got the we got the short end of the intel here, and uh, we, the, yeah, the, the, the money is spent, man. Well, we we wasn't taking Mr. Alexander to Europe. I'd be happy to lend it to you guys. So. <laughs> uh, while we have you here it would only be right if you gave us our current stock tick of the day please oh, God. No, no one had a good tip today let me tell you if you guys if everything was down with the exception of the one pick i will give you is is dry ships inc d-r-y-s you were selling at four dollars and 16 cents right now that baby will go up buy it tomorrow before the market it will save your week that's the next i'm gonna give you the next question I have is, how could an average Joe Nova Pro fan be part of the gated community? Be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's not a gimmick. It's a lifestyle. Um, I mean, really, you can't just invite you know, the sweaty, unwashed masses into the gated community. It doesn't work that way. I, I, you walk it's into the room like you own the place. So I don't like right. T-shirts. I, you don't need T-shirts. I don't need chili dog eating people. I really don't like walking against them, and I'm not going to sit in line anymore. Let's just say you make the connections, you pick your you pick your roster, and you run with it. So uh, there may be a lot of arrogance out of it now, but hey, I told them a long time ago I picked the right horse, and we're going to run with it. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You, you can't just say like, well, well, how how do people get in? How, this isn't Costco. No, 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 no. I know you don't just automatically become privileged. You know, I'm asking in the sense of how can people, how can people have a, um, join the membership to be part of it? You know, that want to, if you have to, to ask how to join, you don't belong there to be, how can the posers that look <laughs> over and say they want to be cool, that want to be part of the gay community, how can they join? What do they need to do? Where do they need to shop? How how do be they enhance better. their profits? They can't. They have to be bored into it. You can't just wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm going to be that guy. No, you're selling yourself short. You are you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're here and you need to be here, eh, life, sorry, short, it's a, it's a long way to go. Long way, long way to go. go. What are you going to do? Uh, but no, I mean, go back to your cheese doodles and Walmart. <laughs> 
we definitely won't keep you long. But leave um leaving out on on this question. What would you guys be uh what would the catering be offering your section this Friday? I mean, she's she's talked a lot to us about it. The problem is I know if I bring food into that place with all the overweight 40-year-old mama's boys sitting around us, that it's not gonna be, you know, germ-free and all that. And I don't want them salivating and drooling all around us. Uh we may well, you know the sandwich there. squad is gonna be in an attendance, so I'm very concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm, and actually, during that match, I, I will probably be reading the Wall Street Journal because I have no love for John Kerman. Everyone knows that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that's something that people generally can agree on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It, he likes he likes to hate on me. I like to hate on him. But trust me, I, you can. I'll be reading the Wall Street Journal, and I will be making my stock tips for next week for everyone else. So yeah, if you want to, you want to join the one percent. Uh, take my tips, make your money, retire early, and go buy yourself some name brand clothes. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. If, if, uh, you know, you know, winners win. Others watch. And so, for all the posers and peasants who aren't privileged to sit in, to sit with you guys, or to live in one in the gated community, where can they find you guys to to follow your life? What's your Twitter, man? Uh -oh. See, they, they don't even need Twitter. You just have to find them. That's exactly how exclusive he is. He doesn't have time to answer our questions. He's making money as we speak. My Verizon Files internet is not privileged enough to continue the conversation with her. But, um, oh, my God. Again, that was Mr. TNT himself from the gated community. Follow him at um, on Twitter at one gated community. Uh, for all your latest stock ticks and um, be prepared for a show for them from them this Friday from Noah Pro. Let's get into our last topic of the night uh, before we close it out. Um, Randy freaking Orton. Oh, God. We're talking about this. Oh, please. I'm ready for this one. Randy freaking so Orton. This, this is what I've been waiting for all night. I don't even know where to wow. take this question. Can I start it? You got it. Okay, so let's let's break this down. If you follow Off the Rope Show, and I'm plugging his show and Slag Daddy, um, he's a YouTube show or a YouTube channel that he has that talks about wrestling. He reviews it. He's a great avid wrestling fan. Um, if you're over 18 and mature, don't mind listening to Foul Language. He's a great listen, and it's very uh, interesting in his comments and thoughts. And he refers to Randy Orton as part of the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club is probably your know, Mount Rushmore of the current wrestlers who drink beer together and we'll make the show and we'll create the show the way it is. And that's between Triple H, John Cena, Randy Orton. Those are all members of the Breakfast Club. So the Breakfast Club will always end up winning some type of way. Being the champion, make sure they're the main event spotlight, make sure they're main event WrestleMania, et cetera, you get the picture. Come out with a comment that talks about the difference between him wrestling, getting the million dollar check in the WWE ring, and maybe packing out a house of 150 at an indie. Now, he claims that this comment was about him, you know, being or just, you know, conversating with a beer. But in a way, I don't want to sound like an, a, a butthole when I say this, but I want to say wow. I understand where he's coming from with this aspect. By the way, and you're not the curse as one a time. wrestling friend. I was, and I was about to pay my 15 cent fine, but I didn't. So, <laughs> with, with, with that being said, um, if you think about it this way, when we're true avid wrestling fans, 
and you talk about the wide world avid wrestling fans, about 15 to 20% are people like us in their 20s, 30s, that have been looking at wrestling all their life. I'm only 18. Majority, well, okay, you be 18, sir, but you're still a grown adult, according to you, that don't like Zach Pack. So you're still a grown adult. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, um, the mass audience that people sleep on are women and children. And when you have WWE that has a product, you have a product that's a super product that has to reach out to women and children, and you have to do that on a continual basis in and out. That 15% of your casual wrestling fans will be the ones that dominate the internet, will be the ones that dominate these indie shows, and yes, you're given to these promotions to what WWE would do. So with that being said, being a million-dollar person in the WWE can have a lazy match and know that he still gets paid because he knows he's still the man when it comes to wrestling. The reason why these guys work so hard because they want to get to the spot where they try to, you know, get to that top spot where they won't have to work so hard. Let me bring it to my career for school-related purposes. Teachers really have to do a lot of work. But when teachers become assistant principals or principals, the mindset is I don't have to do as much work because I did all that. Let me tell you what I need you to do so you can make me look good because you don't want to work with the teachers. Once again, that's not my perspective, but that's the worldwide perspective that you have to think about because the teachers only make up about the 15% of the money that goes in with education. It's those one or two executive positions that get paid Buku's amount of money that makes the executive decision that dominates the money. So once again, going back to the wrestling, if you're trying to sell out these bingo halls or trying to sell out the JCC, it's because you're really trying to make it where you can cruise like Randy Orton's doing in the WWE ring. So that's why he makes that snarkling comment because by him being at the top, by him being at the top, that makes it seem like, yeah, I paid my dues already, so I'm making this a million dollars because I can, because I already did all that work before, if that makes sense. So once again, it's going to rub some people the wrong way, but the only people that you're rubbing wrong is the 15% of that internet community that uh, that watches wrestling. Because kids look up to Randy's like, oh, I want to be like Randy Orton. I want to be like the Viper. Just like when we was in Royal Rumble, two chains, who did you hear talking the whole time? Oh, the because kids. It wasn't adults. It was the kids that was behind us. And who's the ones that's going to take them? Just like the lady that sat in front of us. It was the woman with the autistic child that paid for the tickets for her autistic child to be there, to look at these superheroes. So that's what we have to understand and where the money is between this woman and children. WWE is doing that. But these indie shows are going to the true fans, unfortunately, who's missing out, you know, because it's only 15% of them. I mean, look, there's a lot to be said. There's a zillion opinions about this. The one person I'm going to uh, reference is Ricochet, who is uh, should be collecting the check very soon. Yep. He says he's a fan of Randy Orton. Cool. Because he knows. And the same reason why we go to indie shows, because of the fact that people don't take off days off on the indie shows because they want to make a name for themselves. That's why they're driving to the next show. Or they're here Friday, here Saturday, here Sunday. Back on Twitter Monday promoting themselves because that's what they got to do yep. because they're trying to make a name for themselves because they're not proven. Yep. And it's the fans right. that are that do come to indie shows that feel like they're proven other ones that nobody's looking out for that probably won't be signed, whatever it may be. So the fact that people are saying that, you know, there's a routine sort of say of how every show is, con- is constructed. Cool. 
but there's also a routine for the WWE, aka the big leads, on how characters are constructed. They're all reused, or how fuse are constructed. They're all pretty much stemmed the same way. So, long story short, I'm not butthurt about this, and people shouldn't even be shouldn't be either. You like what you like, no matter what you know what era you fall under. Or what style of wrestling you like? There's different styles, different eras, different people, different talent, different promotions, everything. And that's what it is. You get on Twitter because you want to see what people are doing. You want to hear people's thoughts and opinions about subject matters. And for people to get, get mad about somebody voicing their opinion about something, it's completely ridiculous to me. So, you know, it is what it is. And when I say get mad, that doesn't mean like the fact that you don't agree. It's the fact that you spent your whole day venting about how much you don't like a guy because of their com- opinion about something that you like. Exactly. No matter if you're stating the obvious, the truth, or false, whatever it may be. Um, nonetheless, just like um, Ricochet saying, I totally agree. Jamal can absolutely attest to this. Jamal, why don't you watch the NBA no more? Because Reggie Miller retired. Besides, what do you like about <laughs> Reggie Miller? He's the greatest basketball player I've ever seen live. What What do you like about the era of basketball that he played in? The competition? No, I just like Reggie Miller. I thought that he was. He um, had a team. He had a team. He had a no, team. no. And the only reason why I'm a Pacers fan, the only reason why I've been to that damn city of Indianapolis, is because of Reggie Miller. He's my favorite basketball player. And when he retired as a player, I retired as a fan. He's the only reason why I cared about basketball in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Back me up here on this point, sir. <laughs> I don't know what point you're I trying to I know. I know. Yeah, I it's, just, it's just you. I swear he's not biased, too. Like, he, he is who he is. You should know that if you've been a fan of the show. But, yes, Reggie Miller's a good player. And the fact that Reggie Miller was no – I would I would say, like, he played in the tough era where there were true centers. There was, you know, there was five positions on the court. And he I, was – I, I know the point you're trying to make. I just disagree with it. Which because is what I think because the, the, the point is, is that everything changes. Um, my parents grew up in the 70s and the music that they listen to, which is centered around the 70s and 80s and stuff like that. That's what that means to them. And then when they listen to stuff that I grew up listening to in the, in the mid 90s, the early 2000s, they go, what the hell is that? But then my grandparents before my parents went who grew up in the 30s and 40s, listened to what they listened to in music. And when my parents came along and started listening to Elvis and the Stones and Hendrix and all that stuff, they went, the hell is that? I think that an old guy will look at a young guy and go, what is that? I don't know what that is. It's similar to the thing that I grew up on and perfected and loved. But people think that just because uh, that, that this standard is set in stone, it's locked in place for all of time because this is the moment that I discovered it and I liked it. And I'm sorry, Columbus, it doesn't work that way. Things change. Actually, you agree with me. You, you're not disagreeing. That's my that's my point. The fact that it mattered that. No, no, I, I disagree with you because when you say when you, when you label things and you just did about this is the tough era and this is the era that whatever, I think that's BS. I think no, it's no. an arbitrary statement. No, it is. It is an arbitrary statement because if you're telling me that the era between 85 and 95 is no tougher than 65 to 75, that's BS. The no. competition played up to the competition that they had at the time. 
no, no, and that, no. That's my point. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on the court with these guys, so I don't. I don't know what's deemed to be what. But no, when you talk about how NBA analysts and reporters classify different different errors, they'll say the error before the merger, the error before the three point line, the error of the true centers, and now they're calling. You know, and then there was an error of like the crossover, and then now you're pretty much in the era of the three. Where, where it's all about how many threes your team can shoot. And, but, and you know, to people say that one is more important or tougher or less than the other is a stupid argument to make. But that's, that's if the, you played in the 70s before a three point line, you can't say, oh my God, what if? Because when I grew up playing NBA Jam and there was an eight point shot, <laughs> th- then it goes, hmm. What if people could have that? And, and the Harlem Globetrotters actually hit a four-point shot because they have that in their games and, you know, that did that so from like 35 feet. And that was pretty awesome. Hmm, what if the NBA had that? And then, of course, if they have a four-point shot in the NBA, another a four-point line from half court some damn where, you're going to go, well, Seth Curry didn't have to make a four-point shot. How would, how would he, you know, in the 2038 NBA finals, he go, well, Seth Curry didn't have to make a four-point shot. He didn't have to deal with that. Or he didn't have to or, – or whatever the case is, it will always change. It will always evolve. And I think that if you it, – it, it's, it's, it's a stupid argument to make that this is the thing. So because this is the thing, it can never be something else. Everything evolves. We evolve as people. And I think that to say that you know, in anything, whether it's sports or baseball, hell, they didn't even wear gloves in baseball when they first started. So, but now in hockey, they didn't wear helmets, and now they have to. Everything evolves, and I think the argument that this is the definition of what something could be is, well, A, a matter of perspective, and B, pretty short-sighted. And, I, th- I mean, I think that's pretty much to the to attest to what Ricochet is saying. Like, you know, different styles, different eras, whatever it may be, you like what you like. It doesn't make you one do. better than the other. And I think that, you, you know... That's why he says, like, I have an appreciation for what Randy Orton do, and this is what we do, or this is what I do. Like what you like, but and I don't think it's... I think this Go is ahead. just a rehash of the same argument that it was made during the Ricochet versus uh, Will Ospreay match during last year's Best of the Super Juniors. When that came yeah. out, and people went, this isn't wrestling, this is Cirque du Soleil, blah, blah, blah. And Vader opening this stupid fat cancerous mouth and saying stuff like that. Hmm. And then now you have other guys, you know, said older guys saying, well, whatever, whatever. I'm just saying that the landscape of what the business is has changed. And at first it was, I got to make it to the WWE. Now it's, well, hell, it's flow slam. So, uh, you know, it, it, I'm not going to say that it's harder or not. I'm not a wrestler. I never have been. But I would presume just from a business sense that if anybody with a YouTube channel can start up a wrestling anything, uh, whether it's Booker T's House of Hardcore on YouTube, and you can find that online, or it's an ICW or what culture. I mean, I'm watching more wrestling than ever live in real time from all over the world. That wasn't possible in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. That wasn't possible before the year 2000. But the idea is that now, because there's more, we have to set ourselves apart and become... Um, you know, go viral or whatever the case is now, but we have to be unique. And a guy like Keith Lee, who is 350 pounds, easy, and could do a 450 off the top rope, or a guy like Donovan Dijak, who's 6'7", 
and has a moonsault in his arsenal. And I got the pictures to prove it. That's not a guy that we would have seen back in the 60s. Thank you. That was, that's not a guy that Vince would won you know, back in the 60s doing moonsaults. But guys like Mike Awesome, Chris Candido, Masato Tanaka, you know, paved the way for guys like that because this business evolved. The wrestlers evolved. And for you and for someone to say, whether it's Orton or Vader or Taz or whoever it is, to say, well, this isn't wrestling anymore. I could say that about rap music, but that doesn't mean that I don't like music anymore. That's I just, just moved to the other side of the world. That's just the bottom line. I don't know what the kids listen to. It, it really doesn't matter. It, whatever sport music movie or music or right. movies whatever you know people like different things and, and that's just that and to close out this topic all i'm gonna say is is that if you go on twitter and somebody has an opinion you don't like don't let it mess up your whole day matter of fact don't devote oh, don't devote your whole day as to why you must go on the whole rebellious rant about how you dislike a person well, because exactly. of their opinion because, because I think the reason why people exactly. do that on Twitter is because, um, A, people get a lot of courage when they don't realize that they're not putting the real name out there. And B, uh, it's not just an attack on something that I don't like. Because we are fans, this is an attack on an extension of ourselves. If, you, if someone were to say, like that stupid-ass uh, guy from that stupid-ass band that I never heard of, were to say, hey, That's you're an adult. That. Don't watch wrestling. Yeah, I get it. And And... All of the wrestling fans equally went. What you said, dude? What did, what, did, what did you say? Because that's that's guitar. Why, why, why are you saying that? It's and not again, just because he's not entitled to. It's because his opinion is an attack on something that I hold dear. I I and I told. I think that's totally fine to not like somebody's statement, and I feel like it's totally fine that, um, you know to voice that you don't like, but to spend the entire day ranting about why you don't like the person because it's something they said. Why do you sign up? Why, why do you sign up to put yourself in that situation to see plenty of things you don't like? I mean, arguably. Because it's the, because it's the internet. How well do you filter the, out the internet? Because on Twitter, you, you see the both the good and the bad. And because yep. of things trending and going viral, uh, whatever the good or the bad is will over overshadow and eventually encroach on your virtual space. I don't follow this uh, this musician guy. I never heard of him. He didn't exist to me until right until somebody said, "Hey, did you hear what this dude said?" And then eventually I did, and I went, "Oh no!" Not because I generally don't care about things. I didn't go. I need to find his home address, you know, or anything like that. But the idea is, I understand why people are pissed because. Though I have you know things in my personal life that are going on that keeps me going and keeps me busy and, and, and not bored, but there is somebody who is at home right now, and all they have is wrestling, and it's that guy and that meme that wrestling's still real to him. There are more people like that than we would like to admit, and that one percent, that extreme of fandom of anything of fandom is going to react in a, in a more than outlandish way. Because, you know, bottom line for me is I got to go to work tomorrow. I got to go to work tomorrow. I don't care about too many things other than paying the rent. Look, please, if you if you got your little panties in a bunch because somebody doesn't like the fact that you watch wrestling, no matter how how old you are or whatever your profession may be, then you're not even true to your own self. Exactly. I, can't, I can't tell you how many times somebody has disagreed with the style of clothing, the, what my activities may be, um, whatever whatever it is. And the True. fact that you think I'm gonna say, "Oh no, 
Must stop watching Dragon Ball Z. Must stop. I, watching I, I, understand, I understand that though, but I'm not saying that you know you specifically or Marcellus or myself specifically because again, I generally don't care what people's opinions are. But for someone that is, who has a Twitter account and a lot of free damn time on their hands, <laughs> you know that's who we're that's who we're seeing responding. Because Absolutely. if you are a fa- if you are a person. And let's say a person that you follow that's not a wrestling fan went ill. It's um, the night of WrestleMania, and WrestleMania is trending worldwide. And and some someone went, why? Ill. The, and then of course every single wrestling fan on in in on the, in the world is going to go. What are you simple? <laughs> you know, don't. As much as someone can say, why are you taking this so seriously? It's not a big deal. I can equally say. If you don't have anything nice to say, keep your effing mouth shut. True that. And it let's, does go both ways. Let's let's definitely get into our last uh, segment of uh, do we care for the night? By, by the way, too. Um, great conversation. We've been way over our time today. <laughs> Jesus, it's going to be hard producing this show. Um, but um, well, I, got some to- news, I got some news first and then I'll wrap it up with do we care. Shout, shout out to everybody who has tough skin, man. Like, like, don't let people offend you or or make you don't like anything you don't like. You know, just live your life the way you want to live it. As long as your bills get paid, your family's happy, your kids are eating, do what you got to do. And by all means, Amen. if you want to be on Twitter and be an uh, angry d- delinquent, then go for it. But you can, you can best believe that there's an audience for you and there's a lot of other people who's just going to look the other way. So, you know. Do, do it for whatever you do it for. <laughs> Please don't do it for the fact that you want to go viral or, you know, you want to have that that catchy comeback that everybody's going to say, ooh, because this is not high school lunch anymore. No, it is. Well, I, I think that, I, I do think that the internet is high school lunch. And there, unfortunately, though, the cafeteria is the size of the world. Uh, we all sit in different <laughs> yep. cliques. No, seriously, we all sit in different cliques. I'm and serious, one I agree with that. And, and no, I, I, just, I think that whoever you are in general, and obviously there are exceptions to the rule because there's somebody who's listening out there with, oh, I was homeschooled, whatever. My point is, is that before you graduate high school and in the U.S. that's generally 18 years old, you kind of are who you are. If you're an extrovert, if you're some emo goth girl, or if you're, you know, um, gender fluid or whatever the hell, you are who you are. Whatever that means to you is whatever it is it's going to be. And I will say that as, as a diehard fan of stuff and things, it is worth it to fight for the things that you believe in, oh, um, no matter what that is. High school cafeteria means that you do something, repercussions can come at you at any moment. That's what I mean. Right. Yes, you can right. say whatever you want. But high school, if you're going to puff your chest up, <laughs> believe that whoever you puffing it up at is coming at you. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You don't want to go into like the athlete's table and stick your chest out because you may get hit in the side upside the head with a plastic tray. Yeah, because you can say all this you want about Randy Orton because if you see him in public, you know you're going to be so impressed to go holler at him. You know you're going to want your yeah. to be a fan and get something signed, and you know he does not go to he does not rock that way when it comes to fans uh, approaching him the wrong way. So, yeah, right. Keep your uh. I, I think that. I think that there are too many variables to make that, that situation work because I'm, I'm personally, though I am a fan of, of wrestling, uh, the sport that is wrestling, I'm less of a fan of the individuals therein 
So Randy Orton could knock on my door and ask to borrow a bottle of milk right now. Meh, I don't care. I'm not impressed by him. But therein, his comments don't impress me either when he says that this is whatever it is. And um, what, hap what happens if um, Reggie Miller knocks on your door? Well, he come on in. <laughs> get, to, get to the news, man. We are we way over time. Get to the news. Um, Cedric Alexander is apparently going to return next week on 205 Live. His injury is, uh, uh, his rehab is almost done, and it will be good to see him back to see where he gets into the, uh, in the fold there with the cruiserweights. I hope he returns as a face, but I really hope that he just gets enough time to, to show his stuff like he did at the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, yep. One thing that I'm uh, particularly interested in, because I just love television business, NBC Universal is, is rumored to be using picture-in-picture picture for SmackDown Live commercials. And what that means is if you've ever seen a NASCAR on Fox tele, um, televised event, uh, instead of cutting to commercials fully and completely removing you from the action in the ring, uh, what they'll do is they'll shrink the main picture down to a smaller box yep. and then show the commercials in a bigger box. So yep. you'll still hear and see the commercials, but you will, but you should not move away from that channel or your television or your computer or your phone or whatever the hell you watch it because uh, you can still see the action, though you probably won't be able to hear it. So, um, so, it's so this is the same thing that they did the first, the, the week of the, oh, I'm sorry, no, the first week the, of the debut of the draft, their debut. Smackdown Live, yes. I, well, I, I watched the draft of the, on the network where they just had like a ESPN draft center type scenario. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I, I heard that that was a thing. Yes, it would be similar to that yeah. because the action keeps going on through the commercial breaks. And I think it's a good idea. Something that should be long over. over I love it. Yep. Yep. I love it. Um, Adam Cole will work his first non Ring of Honor date, and that will be May 27th for Absolute Intense Wrestling in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, that's interesting because obviously everybody wants to see him make a um, casual appearance at Backlash uh, this weekend, maybe NXT TakeOver this weekend. But if he's already taking dates, what does that say about his WWE career? So that, I think that, that he might be at Evolve this week. That would be very awesome. That that's, would be very that, awesome. That's been my book in this entire time, not NXT. Yeah. Look, man, we already talked about working on a two month schedule. Bank on yourself. See what's out there. You know, don't get out of one relationship, get into another one that quick. Right. All right. Continue. Um, so uh, we have um, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, uh, a New Jersey-based um, uh, wrestling company, uh, is having a sh their first show after a new ownership in September. That wouldn't be a big deal, except their main event is Sabu versus Vader. Uh, it's Sabu. called like, a Legends Dream Match. Sabu is still alive. Sabu. Well, well, Vader's still alive. That's another thing. But um, uh, huh? but yeah, they're going to go at it. Um, Vader had heart troubles a couple weeks ago. Did, um, didn't so Sabu still... have heart troubles as well, though? Seriously, like um, yeah, oh. I think so. Um, so if they make it to September, it's going down in Matusha, New Jersey. Um, how far is it from Patterson? Another match on that. Uh, about about a. Well, have a twenty minute drive. Okay. If you if you get on if you get on the parkway, Can't but that. <laughs> but that. it depends on how many uh, tires you have left. If they're not stolen by the time you come back to get your car. <laughs> hey, if you have any, if you have no clue about the area, consider it Little Detroit on steroids. <laughs> I'm gonna be in Detroit Friday. 
<laughs> Detroit's a beautiful city. You ain't down there driving, though. You ain't. No, 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 you don't do that. You don't do that. Um, Matt Tremont, New Jack, and um, Nick George is going to be in a triple threat death match. If you've never seen Matt Tremont, he's basically a white New Jack. And if you've never seen New Jack, he may, he's actually killed a guy. So um, that's. Hold on, wait, wait. How did yeah. he kill the guy? Was it Ray Mysterio killed the guy or what? No, uh, well, yes, it was similar to that. Okay. Look up the mass transit incident gotcha. from ECW. Okay. Uh, that was rough. Um, and the last thing is uh, Will Ospreay uh, has his I Dive t-shirts. I kind of want one. They're 20 British pounds, $10 for shipping, so it's 30 pounds. I think 30 pounds is somewhere around 50 bucks in the U.S. Uh, because of this <clears throat> because of this whole uh, Randy Orton uh, situation, uh, Real Osprey is trying to make some money off of it. So website willosprey.bigcartel.com and uh, pick up a T-shirt. I, I think they're pretty cool. They're pretty relevant for that to come out. Pretty good idea. And now, finally, uh, do we care? Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Yay! Um, <laughs> you know, no, stop it. <laughs> um, SmackDown, SmackDown uh, Live ratings have hit its lowest point this year, uh, a new low even. They are down from uh, 2 million. Uh, they're down a bunch of people. Do we care? Yes. No, we don't. So uh, this is the go-home show before Backlash. And generally, the last show before pay-per-view should go up. Uh, that was not the case. It's 200,000 people less watch SmackDown. They went from 2.348 million down to 2.175 million. Um, to be fair, they were up against uh, hockey and um, basketball, <clears throat> basketball playoffs. Um, but uh, Rusev also did not watch SmackDown Live because he was at the Nashville Predators game. So uh, <laughs> screw that. <laughs> the, uh, the company that makes Rocket League, Psyonix, has issued uh, a report that they're a partner with the WWE. Uh, do we care? No. No. Okay. Uh, Al Snow got arrested. Do we care? Yes. <laughs> no, and he, and he tried to come out with an explanation as, as to why he got arrested. That's what I want to hear. Historically, this has never been proven to be a good thing. If you <laughs> want to come out saying why, what happened. It, okay, fine, so, yes. See? So Al Snow got arrested, and uh, basically it was a failure to appear in court. Um, essentially, he was driving with a suspended license and suspended insurance, so <laughs> they locked him up. He paid $234 in fines and was released from uh, jail in beautiful Winchester, Kentucky. So um, if you're driving around uh, riding dirty in, in Kentucky, the cops gonna pull you over. Um, this weekend, we'll be in Chicago. But if you're in Vegas, you can have a burger with Goldberg. Do you care? Wait, wait, wait. I do care because my wife is in Las Vegas right now. She could have a burger with Goldberg. And you guys are she going certainly to Chicago. Could. So I right. care, but I don't care because I'm not involved in any of it. I love Vegas. So where's right. he at? So he's at the uh, Sugar Factory in Las Vegas. But hey, the burger is called. Right. So the burger is called the Gold Burger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, no. Stop it. That, that's, a, that's a Mighty Ducks pun. The real Gold Burger is. is from Mighty, Buck, Mighty Ducks. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, greatest goalie of all time. Oh, absolutely. But, and Defender. Right. But uh, the burger cost how much? Ten bucks. Seventy-five dollars. <laughs> right. 
So um, it's a it's the burger, it's the meet and greet, it's the gold burger. Get it while you can. Reservations are going fast at the Sugar Factory in Las Vegas. Um, Ryback was scheduled to uh, do a show, an indie show, uh, but he couldn't make it. Do we care? No. All right, then. And lastly, TNA is going to India. Do we care? No. All right, then. So that's it. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> that will wrap it up. And I'm glad so you said no week. answer for either one of them. <sighs> because man. we knew what the answer was. Right. Hey, man. Who, you gotta just jump in there. Hey, whoever been listening to, uh, listening for the show tonight, that's what riding with us. This might be one of our longest shows for a while, but it's been good. We had a lot of stuff to cover. Um, minus previewing and uh, any uh, 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 predictions for this coming show. This coming weekend of shows. So much to watch, so much to do. Pick, and then pick we, we didn't even talk about the best of the Super Juniors, which happened overnight last night. Yeah, um, I saw, saw some things this morning. Yeah, I'm going to be watching that on the plane in Cincinnati. Yeah, so um, anyway, uh, we don't want to keep everybody much longer. Almost Take travels, guys. Mark. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, any closing marks, remarks from anybody? Dive. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even know if you can say anything after that now. <laughs> um, well, respect to Patterson, New Jersey, because Two Chains was born there. there oh. <laughs> to hell with Patterson, New Jersey, because I got robbed there. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe. No, um, the, the, the Lido B School was in Patterson, New Jersey. Fair <laughs> Eastside. Fair Eastside. No, no. People didn't sit two hours for that. <laughs> yes, they did. No. If that was if that was rebranded now, people will sing that song in the movie theater. Wrap up the show. He started the same. <laughs> That's right. All right, man. I'm about to get on this Injustice 2 that released yesterday. So far, so good. So you're on that Xbox. Give me an ad on Twitter. You wanna 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 see what um who am I using right now? Batman. Harley Quinn and uh Robin. Xbox. Sorry. People have that. Oh, Dude, I, I, yeah, I got a PlayStation too. He has everything. Who knows? All right, y'all. But you know, <laughs> for the big Go Belt Wrestling podcast, this is Two Chains here, along with the great fella Jamal the Giant Crab and Mr. Silly Sellers himself in absence for uh, D Wayne and Dr. M. Definitely catch us. We'll be back to schedule next week, Thursday, 8 o'clock p.m., with another week of some interesting topics. Laughter, silly stuff, and rambling about absolutely nothing because that's what people like to do. No singing, please. No singing. <laughs> we out. We out. We out.